versus the world productions getting our geek on 24 7 365 shut up baby i know it vtwproductions.com i am gnomewise i am gonora i am iolite i am dexa i am grail and I am versus you. I am versus you. And I'm versus you. I am versus you. And I'm versus you. Casually Hardcore. Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. GMT. Only on VTWProductions.com. Okay, guys. Um, wanted to say that uh, I'm very, very pleased to announce our guest today. Um, for the last six years, uh, the cast and crew of Eureka have... Uh, told stories about a, you know, a small town filled with some of the brightest minds in the, in the universe. Um, with them, we've you know, learned to grow and explore and, and instilled a, you know, a great love of uh, all things creative and all things uh, exploratory. Um, I am super, super stoked uh, to be able to introduce them today. And uh, with us today, without any further ado, uh, we have uh, writer and showrunner uh, Jamie Paglia. Sheriff Jack Carter, uh, Colin Ferguson, <laughs> Dr. Allison Blake, Sally Richardson Whitfield. Dr. Beverly Barlow, Deborah Ferentino. And last but certainly not least, Phoenix Comic Con favorite, Will Wheaton, Dr. Isaac Parrish. Yeah, should. I think Shatner was just walking with it. What's up, Phoenix? <laughs> you guys know how to play a crowd. I don't really know them, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go. Um, No, thank you guys for playing with us, uh, the Kings. Uh, we appreciated the effort. It was cute. And, uh, oh, man. See you guys. Uh, it's getting bad. <laughs> the shortest Eureka panel in history. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for starting a mob, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, I can see that. I'm well, actually from Montreal. I'm a Habs fan. My team hasn't made, didn't even make the playoffs. So. Well, guys, to uh, to, to quell this to quell this mob, um, the show's winding down. We got what four episodes left to air? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got, um, I think, uh, seven left to air. Seven, right? Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Everything seven? went better than expected. I think so. Fantastic. <laughs> um, the, the this season has been just enormously fantastic. Um, You're it, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a producer credit, right? Um, what? Uh, how has it the experience been? Um, you know, putting out such a fantastic product as the show is in its you know twilight phase. Oh, what a burden. <laughs> 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 As, um, you know, I, I think that we've had uh, an amazing group, especially since season four. We kind of had to do a lot of restaffing, and uh, the cast and our crew and our writers have never been better in, in working together, and, and it's been such a pleasure to do these last couple of seasons. Um, we didn't know that this was going to be our last season until about uh, two days before we were going to be shooting the finale. This huge, giant cliffhanger season finale that was going to set up the next season, uh, which we had been picked up for. So uh, it wasn't like we were planning all of this as coming to the end. Uh, the end will have been a little faster than we would have hoped, but um, luckily we were given the opportunity to have a final episode by our network and studio, which was uh, a great gift considering the circumstances that we were able to really say goodbye and, and say goodbye to you guys too. So um, it's been a great, great ride. We've had a great time. It's sort of like you had a really great playoff run. Yeah. And then you just oh, came Jesus. up against a force that you just couldn't get past anymore. <laughs> Even though at the last minute it almost looked like you were going to. But Will, I don't know if I can understand what that feels like. <laughs> oh. 
You know, Colin, neither can I. Let's call up some of our friends who live and work in Vancouver and ask them how it feels. Hold on, there's a, there's a GoPro down here with just 3D. I want to throw something at it. Wow. Thanks, guys. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be taking questions from uh, the the wonderful folks up here. Um, if anybody who is interested in, ha in in asking a question of them, there's a microphone right up here that you guys can start lining up behind. We have one over here too. Oh, okay, oh, fantastic. Oh, there's somebody there. It's Excellent. Ah. Um, while they're while they're lining up, uh, what can we expect? What can you tell us about the the He's rest of the up. season? He's just short. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that we've had, uh, you know, Sally's episode that she directed last week uh, was phenomenal. And uh, Mr. Colin Ferguson's episode is coming up that he directed, uh, which is also massive and huge. Uh, Joe Morton directed an episode this season. Um, and uh, Jamie directed... Uh yeah. Episode. I did the body swapping one. The that body was fun. Oh. Yeah, how'd you like his body swapping episode? Thank you. Uh, so we, I, I, there are yet more surprises in store. I know that uh, we made you really, really mad at the first part of the season, and uh, I, I can't understand why Killing Off Geek Goddess, um, but <laughs> we've got some interesting things coming up. So you know, I think that you'll be pleased. Keep watching. Right, I'm glad it. that you killed off the Geek Goddess because it gave Grayston and me probably the best scene I have that in, in uh, all the years yes. that we that we got to work on the show. Yeah, no, I, actually that was one of my very favorite moments, absolutely, from Isaac Parrish's time on the show too. Will killed that scene with Neil. So, um, questions? I tried to save her. <laughs> I think we're going to start over there. Okay. <laughs> we're going to come over nice. here. We have our littlest questionnaire. Why, why is Eureka coming to an end? Yeah, why'd you wreck it, Jamie? Oh, why'd I wreck it? <laughs> it was my fault. I just drove it into the ground. Um, I, I think that you know, the network thought that we were um, going to finish on a high note, and they would rather have that happen, and they wanted to sort of put more of their money behind new shows that they wanted to develop. So they had to make a choice. It was the wrong choice, but they made a choice. <laughs> So watch for Wrestling Ghost Hunters this fall on the Sci-Fi Channel. As a follow-up to that, I know um, there's always the talk these days of alternate methods of distribution, you know, web outlets, that kind of stuff. Have you guys thought about or pursued any, any you know, continuation of uh, possibility? Geek and Sundry, excellent. Um, Table, uh, well, there should be a tabletop. There should be a, a, a Eureka game for sure. Um, I think that we're talking about lots of possibilities, but um, and we're all kind of working on new projects as well, which are exciting. And so um, we're not going to say uh, we won't pursue those things, but at the moment we don't have anything hard planned. Yes. Uh, first, I would like to apologize to you, Jamie, because for... For, because last week you and I did not do the spoiler alert to people, and we got... Oh, really is that bitch. your fault? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and also, about the Jeep contest, can you give us the number yet? I, I'm not going to give you the final number until the end of the season. We, got, we had seven more episodes to air, oh. so you're going to have to pay attention. But uh, so somebody, somebody see, did get it right. So we got to see Colin like, get pissed at the Jeep leaving again? And destroyed well, and he's trying, he's trying, he don't let him suck you into that. He's trying to get some information. No, that's very sneaky. All I can tell you is that the, the Jeep, uh, Carl the Jeep is going to meet his demise again, at least once this season, and in, in one of the most spectacular ways that he's ever met his demise. So, Carl the Jeep is like Eureka's red shirt. It's our, it, <laughs> it, Carl's our Kenny, you know? No, red shirt. <laughs> um, any chance for uh, a movie and uh, showing up on Big Bang Theory? Um, well, you guys are, I mean, Will can figure out the Big Bang Theory thing for all of us. Yeah. When are you booking <laughs> us on Big Bang Theory, Will? <laughs> Why are you hugging it all for yourself, Will? I can be a nerd. Will. 
Um, I am hogging it all for myself because I'm afraid that if Colin comes on to the Big Bang Theory as Evil Will Wheaton, they will no longer let me be Evil Will Wheaton in the Big Bang Theory. And quite frankly, I would rather be Evil Will Wheaton yes. than Colin. Um, as for a movie, I, it's, it's, again, it's been talked about as a possibility. I, I think it just, we'll have to figure out timing and whether it makes sense and we can, we have the right idea to do it. So we're all open to it though, I think. You guys would all buy tickets to a real movie, right? Yeah. Would you buy a hundred tickets each to a Eureka movie? If we can guarantee an opening weekend, that's we're not set. enough. Sorry, no. This this message is for uh, Colin. Out of all of the seasons and all of the episodes, which one are you leaving to be your very favorite? The very favorite. Um, I really like the body swabbing episode that we did a couple weeks ago, and I I, li I like because it, it was really so well directed and, and just beautifully crafted and. You when you work for a master like that, oh, it's just, just what a joy to wake up in them. Um, and probably the uh, the one that comes on, I think, next week, which is Smarter Carter. Yes. Where uh, Carter grows a brain. Um, <laughs> that's, that's nice. Oh, is that next week? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I love that one. <laughs> that was really fun. Yeah, it's coming up, and it's great. It really is. And actually, the, the, the fun part of that episode is, uh, probably spoiler alert, I'm not supposed to talk about this, is that uh, Sally's very talented husband, Dondre Whitfield, is going to be guest starring um, as, uh, as my Allison's own. brother. <laughs> <laughs> awkward. That's not awkward at all. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and also Up in the Air, the bank episode. I like that, too. Yeah. But then I yeah. think about like the X-Files. I like that one, too. That was a great one. And maybe parts of Duck, Duck, Goose. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. I love that moment in Up in the Air where Carter's so excited for there to be a, uh, he's like, I'm gonna, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna investigate it, and we're gonna go, we're gonna take pictures, and we're gonna collect evidence, and he gets there and the bank's gone, and Andy's like, yeah, they robbed the bank. <laughs> do you know every episode, Will? I know a lot of them. You do. <laughs> It's uh, weird, you know, like, I, I watch these shows that I work on um, uh, because I enjoy them, uh, but I have so much fun working on shows like Eureka and Big Bang Theory and Leverage that when I watch the episodes, I feel, like, reconnected to my friends who I'm not with, yeah. uh, you know, who I'm not with Aww. at home. So when I watch Eureka, it's like I watch for these little things that Grayston does, and I, yeah. you know, and I see like, oh, I bet they were that that was probably shot late at night, and you know, things just things like that, and and like I see the set, and I know, oh, they were in the rotunda, so that means that the, the you know our chairs were probably over here, and Crafty yeah. was back there, and like I just know things like that, so it's a, yeah. uh, it, it sort of makes me feel less homesick when I get to watch the show. And I feel like I I remember scenes specifically, especially the first ones that we shot. Yeah. When we first, like the pilot and stuff, oh, I yeah. will remember what we were doing. In the first pilot, we had this long uh, scene walking oh, down. Oh, in, in the, the white room? The yes. white yeah. room. And yeah. it, it's all, you know, we don't see anything that's going to be there. It's all going to be vis effects, but it's crazy hard dialogue. And yeah. it's the first time that Colin and I are really working together. And we were so excited when we mm -hmm. were like, getting those scenes down because it was you know you we did it quickly up, like two takes over and we're like yeah yeah but i remember, I remember and it seems like yesterday it oh, seems and like i liked you then i know <laughs> <laughs> the memories of it all yeah before you get to know me it's yeah, just it it's great. like night and day it it's weird then. yeah we yeah. right before that scene um <laughs> colin and I, I was on headsets so i could hear what they were saying before you were we started on a segway weren't you yeah i was zipping around the segway getting in trouble <laughs> but uh Colin says to Sally, who has just been working on her line, she's got them down, she's so prepared, she's in the moment. He says, whatever you say, don't, don't say Albert Einstein. <laughs> and she's like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> First three takes. <laughs> Albert Einstein. Love it. Hilarious. Yeah, it still I, works, right? It still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tend, to, tend to mess with people from time to time. <laughs> Uh, From time to time? <laughs> 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 
Well, I, I get what Will's saying too, because because like when you like when I watched Sally, the one that she directed last, I was so proud of her for how well constructed it was, and to see someone. I was there when, you know, when Sally directed her first episode, and this is, you know, much later, and she's done so much more, and so it's just really cool to see people grow like that, and they go like, wow, I was, I was in some way a part of that journey with that person. It's, it's nice. It's, it makes you, it's warm. Aww. I have to ask, did you two first meet on the set, or did you meet in L.A.? No, we, we met, met in, in L.A. LA. Because the scene outside, we talked earlier about Barlow's, when you did that first car scene, that you, yeah. that you spent hours in the car. Do you remember the first, in the pilot when they're driving? I remember going, why are we still shooting this? I think we got it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. But I think that's when we found out we actually had chemistry. Yes. Yeah, and a similar sort of temperament for like, we're good. We're, yeah. We got it. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, before we take another question, um, what are you guys working on next? I mean, I think everybody here is going to be interested in following you guys after the show wraps. So, you know, if you guys could give us, you know, a short answer as to what, what you're working on next. World domination. Uh, we're starting with Hollywood, and then we're just going to just roll it out from there, territory by territory. I mean, I think everybody's got multiple projects that we're, you know, considering and looking at and developing. And... I hesitate to announce anything because the moment I do, then the plan changes. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, more to come, though. Certainly yeah. more things to come. Yeah, Me. same. I got something that might happen next week, but I, I'm hesitant to announce it and, and then not, not have it happen. And yeah. Then <laughs> I'm a liar. And that's bad. And I've, well, I've just been doing, I've done a few guest spots on shows. Um, Working on Aaron Sorkin has a new show for HBO. Did a few episodes of that. Newsroom. Nice. Yeah. Um, and, and you directed a short. Yeah, I directed a short film that's in the film festivals right now. And I think Kurt Collin and I both are trying to do some more directing of, uh, of TV and, and movies. Yeah. So it's hard to break in. I'm having a hard time breaking in. You getting I anywhere? I am. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's really hard. tough. You're yeah. like, yeah, you directed Eureka. That's your own show. Whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And it's such like, an no, easy show no, to direct. I know too, because they have you know, no idea of how hard that show is. It has to be funny and dramatic and emotional. Oh, visual effects and practical effects. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah like, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so boring. I just uh, ride around in ambulances in LA to wait until the next great kid comes along. I, 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 <laughs> it keeps me busy. She's also a molecular biologist, too, so well, there's that. She's a trained EMT. You guys know that? For fun. For fun. Just for fun. She rides around saving lives like a superhero, just for kicks. Um, I am, I'm doing something unbelievably cool, uh, but I'm not allowed to talk about it until probably, I know it sucks, I can't say a word about it. I had to sign an NDA, and uh, part of the NDA was that for every time I mess up and reveal anything from this NBA, uh, NDA, um, I owe the person with whom, the or entity with whom the NDA exists, $2 million. Like, I'm not gonna make $2 million, I'm not gonna make $2 million in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and they uh, and anyway so but this is a really cool thing and uh, uh, it's the thing that I was I was working on a little bit yesterday. Who are you working with? Yeah. Shut up! I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> that, shut just up! Just like how much the initials? Face, jerk! The initials. Just the no, initials. No, shut up. So one, that's a one thing of the that initials of one of the names. That's the thing that I'm doing. That's cool. <laughs> I'm trying real hard to win a game on my web series tabletop. Um, yeah. And, and uh, and I'm writing. I have I have most of most of June and July off, and I get to write and hopefully uh, finish Memories of the Future Volume Two and uh, do some more comic writing. First, I want to thank you all because for many years it's just been my dad and I watching all these sci-fi shows, and for the first time ever, my mom was watching with us. Oh. Excellent. Oh, nice. Yay. That's great. We've seen lots of crazy gadgets and gizmos in the show, and I'm wondering, out of all the ones you've seen, which one would you use in real life if you could? Teleportation. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. De definitely. Yeah, I, I hate to wait in lines. I don't like to travel. You know, the, don't waste my time. Get me from here to there. I'm done. Teleportation. That's it. Um, I would make an alternate universe and put all the people I don't like in it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave them there. Now we're talking. That's a good idea. I think Beverly Barlow's Nemonizer was also a pretty cool gadget. That was cool, but I like their diagnostic tools that you could just find out. All the medical tools that they had, Dallas and Blake could like, cure anything or see anything and fix the world. 
<laughs> Thank cool. you very Next. much. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Thank you. Let's hit a bunch of these questions, otherwise we're never going to get through. <laughs> um, can I move this up? It's kind of small. Can I? Yeah. All right, okay. No, oh, that's no. What she now said. you can go to the back of the line. You, you, <laughs> you could have asked a question, now go to the back and see if we can get to you. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for making this an incredible birthday again. It's been awesome. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And don't sing to me this year. You All almost right. got in trouble last year. Okay, so. true. All right. And um, I was wondering, what's your favorite moment out of all these Eurekas um, from season one to 4.5 or whatever? Are you asking that to the whole cast? Yes, all of you. And why? Holy cow, that's a dissertation. Wow. <laughs> well, for me, it's, it's the moments, it's the life moments. It's like, you know, we, we watched, um, you know, Sally and Jamie and me and Joe all direct for the first time. And, uh, you know, people come into their own. That's the richest thing for us, or for me, that, that I, I enjoy. So, so being a part of people's lives as they grow. So it's a personal behind the scenes thing, but that's what I like. Um, I remember when I was carrying my second child, when I was pregnant, we were doing a scene. <laughs> And uh, Sheriff Carter is like rubbing my belly, and whenever he yeah. would, and whenever Colin would yeah. rub my belly in the scene, my little boy would kick, <laughs> like on cue. It didn't matter how many takes we did. Whenever he rubbed my belly, Dre was kicking, right? And that was part. It was actually written into the scene, but he was actually really kicking every time. So if you see that, and we're acting like we're not acting, he's kicking. Only, so. only actor in the cast who always got his cue right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There was, I just loved the fight scenes with Allison. Like, I, I think I was a stunt person in a former life. And just and, and actually just working, having Sally direct the episode when Sally played Beverly was just a gift to watch her strut down the hallway. And, and just the gift of going to Vancouver because, you know, Beverly was a recurring role. And I had a lot of time off, so I got to dog sled, salmon fish. Oh, um, she's ridiculous. That was in one weekend. Yeah. yeah like, true. <laughs> Like every single day, I said, what'd you do? Oh, I went deep sea fishing. Oh, I climbed a mountain. Oh, I built a train. It was, it was always like, it was the most ridiculous things, no, constantly. Not kidding. So those real life moments were me. It was a gift. The, the first day that I went up to Vancouver to work on Eureka, um, I went to, uh, I got there a day before I was actually supposed to begin production, and I went to a table read with the rest of the cast. And I had watched the hell out of the show, so I knew who everybody was from their characters, but I didn't really know who everybody was uh, as, a, as a person. And I, uh, I walked into the, to the studio, and uh, Colin was walking down from his dressing room, and I was like, it's Sheriff Carter. <laughs> and Colin and Colin comes over and he hugs me and he says, I'm so glad that you're here. We're so happy that you're on the show. Welcome. We're gonna have such a good time. And and he was absolutely right. And it was uh that moment of being immediately welcomed into a family that had been together for so many years, for so many hundreds and hundreds of hours of work, and made to feel like uh, I got to, to play uh, on the starting line with everybody else. Um, was really super awesome. And uh, Colin didn't have to do that. And now that I know him, I, I know that that's the kind of person Colin is. Um, but the person who is like, you know, the number one guy in the call sheet sets the tone for the rest of the show. And uh, Colin created that with me. And uh, I could not wait to get back to the set when I rapped every single day because of that. And it was just a great place to be. Incidental side story, my dressing room that I was walking from is a four-story building, which is one of the most, no, it's not. It's, 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 uh, <laughs> um, I will say that actually, um, it's more of a personal thing for me, which is that um, my family, my wife, Dr. Kristen Paglia, who is right over here with, my, with my kids, Zoe and Ian, um, they, uh, you know, they made it possible. You know, Christy actually had to have a real job while I was being a writer. And um, until I actually finally got a paying gig. And my kids have actually not really known a time in their lives that Eureka um, didn't exist. When we shot the pilot, Zoe was barely three and Ian was, you know, barely one. And um, I think that, you know, we've all gotten to enjoy the show and the, the whole process together. So they're, they're, they're my, my favorite fans. Love you guys. No. 
Maybe this is one of those things you hesitate to talk about, but are there any plans for a, a type of Eureka spin-off? Um, honestly, I... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, Parrish, Holly, and Fargo travel around the American Southwest in a van solving crimes. <laughs> Paranormal mystery crimes. Uh, you owe me two million dollars, Wheaton. <laughs> in our clearly written out disclosure agreement. That's pretty much it, right there. That's the show. Um, yeah, we, I've, again, I've, I've, I was in those conversations with sci-fi, and I do have a concept that... Um, I think everybody thought was, you know, potentially interesting. We're not, I, I, I've got other things that I'm also kind of more excited about just at the moment. This is such a sort of nice time to have this entity exist and take a breather and then we'll see. We'll see. Thank you. Can you guys give us any clues in um, on the f season finale of your Eureka <laughs> show? I mean, just anything. Giant um, battle where Earth hangs in the balance. <laughs> Dead Klingons everywhere. <laughs> and Will gets taken on a starship. <laughs> And then everybody's like, where'd Dr. Parrish go? <laughs> and the last thing you hear him say is, I feel strange, but also good. <laughs> and as Colin has said in other interviews, his death scene is just so emotional and moving. Uh, I can't. You've never seen more blood. I ever. can't wait for you to see it all. Um, do, um, there is someone who comes back um, to help us out. Okay. That's, a good, that's a good tease. So there, there will be some, and there will be another, at least one other surprise guest appearance from, you know, a cameo of someone who's Bill friend, Clinton, friend of our show. Weird. <laughs> That's it. It's Bill Clinton. And you just spoiled that one. Thanks. That's good. Okay. Well, uh, that really, uh, that really helped me out. So. Good. Thank you. <laughs> that was so genuine. I'm so touched that he actually put up with all of that and then said that really helped me out. During the body swapping episode, you got to play a different, a bunch of different characters. Who is your Colin? Who is your favorite character to play, and then why? And also everybody. Who is the favorite but, swap? Yeah, probably Fargo because he's so weird. <laughs> like, like playing other people is like, are like, you know, it's like playing a person. Playing a Fargo is like playing a toy. <laughs> you, you know, where, where, you know, he's because he's sort of half man, half muppet, really. Like, like you know, he does all sorts of all sorts of stuff. Um, all the time, and that, that's, that's really fun to play. <laughs> um, this question is for Jamie. Uh, one of my favorite characters in the series, or like background characters, I guess, is Vincent. And um, I was wondering if there was any plans to make his story or character any bigger, and if not, can you give us some insight into Vincent? Um, I, Chris Gautier, who plays Vincent, is amazing. You know, he's a really amazing actor, dramatically as well as comedically. Um, the reality is that we had a, a cast with nine major recur I mean, regular series members, and then a number of supporting cast members who kind of became regulars on the show, like Vincent. And whenever he's in a scene, I think he's great. We always wanted to have an episode that was going to be about Vincent and get into his backstory, into his personal life more, and, and there are a couple of episodes coming up where he plays more prominently. Um, it doesn't necessarily explore him as in-depth as I think we would have loved to have had the opportunity to do, um, but it's, you know, sometimes it's just about practicality of, you know, the cast that you have to work with. And marching orders, too, because the network, got, well, they would never sign off on a Vincent episode. It, uh, you know, we were able to do some things in the last couple of seasons that it, they never would have let us do early on. And, um, you know, like the episode that I wrote for Car um, Colin's directorial debut, Your Face or Mine, where that had Erica Chera, really is the lead in, in that, mm -hmm. that episode so that we could free Colin up to do the directing and not have to be in every scene. Um, that took some convincing because everybody, uh, you know, you sort of feel like, it, well, if Carter's not in every scene, then, you know, the show's going to fall apart. And um, we've, you know, Colin's been incredibly gracious and supportive of the other cast, having more time actually on screen as well. 
And I That's think one that, way of phrasing it. <laughs> <laughs> He's really lazy, and he doesn't want to work, so we had to do something to fill the time. No, it, so it, it, um, but that, especially I think that was a turning point where we were allowed to um, sort of tell the stories in a slightly different way where we could have real A and B and sometimes C stories that um, were separate from Carl and having to be in every one of them. Is there any uh, moments that you had trouble uh, maintaining your composure, or at least more specifically, what's your favorite moment? If you had something that was just an impossible line to deliver without cracking up, or a moment, or something similar to that? Um, for me, it was working with Matt Frewer. Um, <laughs> that, that weirdo breaks me every time. It, like, the script is sort of a loose guideline for Matt. Um, <laughs> so he's always, yeah, like, I remember this thing we were doing with, he was doing goose calls or duck calls, trying, <laughs> trying to track him down. He would just yell Purple like, haze. <laughs> like in the middle of a line, <laughs> and it, yeah, he, he's the guy who I have a tough time with. He cracks me up. Was he naked? Was he naked for that? Or, or um, was he naked? That was Purple for Haze. That? He was naked for the Purple Haze. Yeah, <laughs> that was a joy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying Matt's naked body and putting it down in the sheriff's station. He outweighs me <laughs> like a lot. The funny yeah. thing about Matt is that you don't actually have to be naked, Matt. It's okay. He said, "No, no." I'd rather be naked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we shot Not of true. Mites and Men, uh, uh, Erica and Niall and Felicia and, and Neil and I were in this little isolation chamber thing for two full days of, of production. And uh, the, it was photographed with a wide-angle lens, so it looks a lot bigger than it actually was. It was really, I mean, it was, it was tiny. Yeah. And to maintain our composure in there, we just kept making those origami cranes <laughs> and just over and over and over again. And then Felicia, kids cover your ears, started making origami dicks. <laughs> and, and one of the reasons there's a line, somebody says, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's Zane says one of Parrish's Parrish's uh, uh, cranes looks like a duck. Um, was actually because that 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 actually came up as I was trying to make a crane, and I just I kept having so much trouble with that piece at the end, and we all got really competitive with who was going to make the best crane, and I made one where the where the head of it was just looked like a duck, and I was like and I was like look at this one, and now goes that looks like a duck, and that ended up in the in the script. Yep, and it ended up. Ended up on screen. That's a real test, by the way, that they do. It's a that is part of the astronaut training thing. We use that because it's it's like, can you over a really long period of time have your first one be as good as your last one? And it needs that you have to have that kind of focus and and concentration. And we just thought, well, that's brilliant. We have to work that into the story. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Harmony, you came. Hey, we were talking to you guys earlier, Mike and Harmony guys. Just say. <laughs> Anyone else? You good? No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, Colin, as a New York Islander fan, and we haven't made the playoffs in recent memory, I feel your pain yeah. as a Habs fan of not making the playoffs this year. I think we were the third worst team in the league. Was that at, at the end of the season? Yeah. Well, you know, the Maple Leafs. Oh, that's true. That's, <laughs> that's true. And the Islanders. Yeah. Um, I love the episodes where Area 51 comes to play Various sports with uh, GD. Yeah. If there was a hockey game, who would win, and uh -huh. what would be the nastiest hit on the ice, and who would do it? Ooh, I'll leave that to you guys. Is this uh, pre-Stark or post-Stark? Because right. we, we need Ed. Yeah, you need Ed. Yeah, yeah need that's a really good point. Alternate universe, Stark. He's back. Yeah. Done. <laughs> All right, we'll win then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By like. 12 goals. <laughs> and Parrish gets a, gets a game misconduct halfway through the first period. He is just not even for anything that he does on the ice. He's just so annoyed with everyone. <laughs> He's in the stands. Yeah. Game misconduct. Uh, I live in a small town in New Mexico where they're actually going to build an actual Eureka. Um, I think I talked to Al Khan yeah, about Yeah, the, the Pegasus company is The doing Pegasus company is actually going to yeah. build an actual science town, like a 20-square-mile wow. town outside of my town. 
And I was just wondering. You You'll be any... safe. Don't worry I about know. it. Yeah. You'll be totally fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I was wouldn't just like, move at all. I was just wanted to make sure you're not going to be there, you know, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just wanted to know what you guys thought about actually a conglomerate, a billion-dollar conglomerate, actually making a town based off of science and, you know, discovery. Probably pretty much based off of your guys' show. I think it's amazing. I mean, what we were talking about today, they're going to be trying to do wireless electricity, the right? Wireless electricity. How awesome would that be? Just stick something in the ground and get a, like, like you'd have, like, an iPhone with a stake on it and just go, like, <laughs> you know, and get electricity? That'd be amazing. I'd like them to figure that out. I mean, if, if it benefits things and does things properly, absolutely. If it just turns into some sort of military playground, no. Yeah. That's, that's a waste. Otherwise, Beverly Barlow's coming for him. I, I <laughs> say, this is, this is a private corporation. You said not the government. That's correct. That, that's really the future. Even though Obama said there's a rocket that just went up to the space station that was a private corporation. Yeah. Yes, and we're saying I, I Obama's, right Obama wants port. that so that we can the, the government can focus on going to Mars. Yeah. Which maybe they could have good schools on Mars. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and I support the space program. Yeah. I, but I'd I, also I, like a good public school, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next. I have something for his question. Oh, okay. Make sure Fargo's not out in that place. Yeah. <laughs> Pushing buttons. Yeah. He's um, grown. I, my question was, and I like, I love your guys' show. Why are you guys so mean to Fargo? It's not that because I mean, he's an idiot. Well, everybody knows that. Because he doesn't deserve to be director of GD. Because Parrish should be director of GD. Because Parrish works hard and is smart. Fargo's just another stupid GD legacy that got promoted because oh of God. institutional inertia. <laughs> Screw that big head weirdo. Hey. And I don't know what the hell Holly sees in him unless she's interested in power, which is lame. Hey, we we could be show, accused though. of typecasting on our show. Signed, yeah. Dr. Isaac Parrish. Yes. We just, I think Fargo is actually, what we wanted to do with the, the whole um, timeline shift at the beginning of season four was to put all of our, our characters into positions that they would be incredibly uncomfortable in and have to either sink or swim. And one of the things that we had intended to do was actually eventually move Fargo into the role of director of GD over time. And it just, the opportunity to have it all happen at once was so much more interesting dramatically, which is the best thing about sci-fi, is that you can do stuff like that. And I think that, um, especially with Neil's performances, that we've managed to, I think, organically grow him into the place where now you look at him and you say, yeah, that makes sense. He should actually be running this place. I hope so, anyway. Yes? Yes. All right, I would like to say you played Beverly Barlow really well as a bad person. <laughs> it was I awesome. Think, thank you. <laughs> How'd you like being a bad person? Well, I don't think she was so bad. Complicated. <laughs> she, you know, oh, it was a great, I had a great time. Beverly evolved and changed and kind of came in and out. And every time she left, she went to a beautiful villa in the south of France. And she explored <laughs> and went into deep. It was, it was a gift. It was fun. And actually, season five, I think the re one of the reasons Beverly had to come back and kidnap the town was so that Fargo would not be the head of GD anymore. But um, it was, I, and, it, you know, I really do, to play a character that people love to hate mm -hmm. has its good and bad sides, and you try not to take it personally, but I'm grateful that we could uh, redeem her in some way, and hopefully you could see some of her uh, her motivation in season five. Yeah, I think oh, that yeah. her, did you want to, or I think that her storyline got um, truncated a bit in season two in particular, going into three, um, because in season one we had, had to reorder all of our episodes. <laughs> Um, because the network liked some of them more than others, and they wanted to, you know, this is a reality. You want to have your strongest episodes up front so you actually get an audience to watch. Um, but that made us have to edit out a lot of her storylines because out of order, they made no sense. Are you going to release them sometime is that on the what DVD? Happened? Yeah. That's what happened. Um, I think that some of them we ended up putting on the DVDs as, as deleted scenes, and, and there are lots more deleted scenes and, and trim scenes and stuff on, on uh, the season four and a half DVDs and season five, too, as well as an ode to Carl the Jeep. Yeah. And, and, I, and I have to say, to just second what Will said, you know, I would come in and out, I'd be gone for a while and come back, and, and it, 
from Colin and Sally and the crew. And I've, I've worked for a long time and been on a lot of sets, and there was nothing like Eureka and nothing like the people. I think that showed through. There was joy. There was never a bad day on the set. And it was like, for these guys, thank you. Yay. I applaud you. I got, I got one more question. Colin, did you do your own stunts? Did a lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's certain stuff I wasn't allowed to do. I wasn't allowed to legally do a driving stunt if someone else was in the car. Um, so if there was another actor in the car, the stuntman had to do it. So legally, I wasn't allowed to do that. And I didn't do the 80-foot drop. No, we didn't do the 80-foot drop. That, but we had an uh, amazing um, stunt double for for Colin, who you really can't tell them apart when they're next to each other. Yeah, so. yeah Heath was great, and then Heath yeah. broke both of his heels working on Smallville, um, doing something stupid, just sort of like leaping off a stage, waiting bare feet, and, and, uh, and just shattered him when they hit the cement. Um, yeah, be a stuntman, huh? Um, and then uh, Trevor, we broke Trevor, uh, no, Frazier, sorry, we broke Frazier um, doing a forward roll with a prop and popped his collarbone out. Um, and that, I think those are the only two guys we broke <laughs> over the course of the show. But it's weird to see someone who looks like you, dressed like you, like who was doing something that you were supposed to do and you d elected not to do it and then they got hurt. That's uh, <laughs> there, that, but that, for the grace of God, go on. Yeah, that's the perk of being number one on the call sheet. Yeah. Great show. Love it. One of my favorite episodes, you were all cartoons. What did that feel like? To shoot an episode in a day rules. Yes. <laughs> I think it's the one time the whole cast is ever completely, I mean, we're all there together because when we did the, yeah. the voices for it, we were all in a circle and we were all there at the same time. So it was, uh, it was which, a fun which isn't, experience. That's not typical of how you usually make animated shows. Usually you would go in on your right. own schedules and do just your they, voices, but they we really wanted, wanted you to be able to play yeah, off the of each other. Yeah, the energy and the flow of it. And you know, doing voiceover is always funny because you're not really doing things, but you're running in place and you're trying to have those same reactions with the person there doing a fake kiss across the room. Yeah, and, and Matt's the director and he's like, okay, and then, you know, he's trying to explain to you what's going to happen in the animated episode. Right. And, and so, you know, ah, you're going to get hit in the head like three or four times. So you go like, ooh, ah, er, oh. You know, and you, you're, you're like, really? You know, like, okay. I mean, Sal does more of it than I do, so she's more comfortable. <laughs> for me, that, that was, I wanted to do an, an animated episode forever, and um, in, there are certain things that are just the realities of production that you can't afford to do because they're outside of your budget or outside of your sets, and in an animated show, it's hugely expensive and really time-consuming. I mean, like an episode of The Simpsons takes about nine months to make, and that's a half an hour, and it's one animation style, and they've approved everything. They have all their drawings and their characters and stuff, and we had to make that episode basically from design to uh, delivery in five months with four different animation styles, approvals on all of them, shooting it, editing it, making it, and Curious Pictures and Ro Rao who did that. Um, it was actually, you know, impossible, but they, they did a great job, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, do, what do you think was the Worst disaster you guys ever caused on the show of Eureka? Oh. Huh. <laughs> <Worse>. <laughs> I don't know, black holes ever. I, I, yeah, what do you, what do you think? It's got to be one of the ending life on Earth as we know. It's got to be a time, right? Like a timeline I would say the, one, the once in a lifetime, the season one finale, where oh, the, the, oh, the, the timeline shift and everything is going to un, un, unravel at that oh, point. Yeah, unless yeah, yeah. Carter yeah, yeah, goes yeah. back and, and changes Henry's or Kim's fate. Right. I think that one. Yeah. What's that called? What episode is that? What's it called? Uh, What's pilot. It called? Really? <laughs> once in a lifetime. <laughs> There's a deleted scene where Cafe Diem runs out of really? milk. Really? <laughs> If what? If you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be? Oh, if I could meet anyone in the world? Oh, take it, take it. I just got to meet William Shatner. <laughs> that was amazing. And last time I was here, I got to meet Stan Lee. I mean, Phoenix has been very good to me, you guys. That's how he came on the show. I was going to have William Shatner on the show next season, too. Yeah, I was going to have him. I'll, I'll tell you guys this. 
I wanted an episode where William Shatner showed up and he was uh, Carter's dad. And this was like the U.S. Marshal. We're who both was from Montreal. Maybe he is. <laughs> Actually, there is a likeness. There's a similarity there. There is a little bit of life imitating art going on there. So, Bill, now that we've met each other, you have to come and do the Eureka movie as yeah. Colin's dad. Um, Noam Chomsky, maybe, who I'd like to meet, maybe. I met Noam Chomsky. You did? Yeah, I used to moderate panels um, of, uh, for Cambridge Forum in, in our life in, in Cambridge when my wife was there and getting her doctorate degree, and I got to do a panel with Noam Chomsky. Wow. And Howard cool. Zinn, too, that was awesome. Yeah. I met him at your house. My house? Yeah. You were at my house for that event? Yeah. I didn't know you then. No, yeah, you did. I did? Yes. <laughs> She had a little drink that night. I was I very actually, memorable. No, my I threw my back out because I had to sit through like eight productions of Little Shop of Horrors that my children were in, and they were not the best productions ever. <laughs> and Paul Haggis asked me to like host that for him, and it was kind of a crazy weekend. I'm so glad you were there. Was it fun? It was, it was really I, fun. You were lovely. I'm glad. It, was the food good? It was great. Okay, how was the garden? It was lovely. Okay, was I'm very so well happy. Yeah. Oh, my God. And next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sure. Um, this question is for all of you. Um, for you guys as actors, because you're most of your pretty main parts in uh, the show, I was wondering, like, what key suggestions you had for memorizing all those lines. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> yes, Sally, what... Uh, Take it away, Sally. Uh, what, would, what, would you do, what would you do? Oh, my gosh. Um, I had probably the hardest time. You had a lot of tech talk, too, when yeah. you came on. But yeah. I, you know, besides... So I'm a doctor. I was a DOD agent for a while. I ran Global Dynamics. Um, all of a sudden, after running Global, I was a scientist, obviously. Duh. Because... Um, so I had the hard... I had so much dialogue, and I think it was... Um, I mean, I, I always figure I know my dialogue if I can say it without anyone else's lines in between, and I'm walking around my house if I can do the laundry while saying the lines. And then still, because of the hard tech talk that some people would continually write for me for some reason, um, um, when there was absolutely no reason for that. Um, do, do, you, do you remember the day that um, uh, Jamie wrote that really long speech just to mess with you that wasn't even in, in, the, in the show? <laughs> That's how much they know that, and then I put stress on myself because if I, you know, because if you're not remembering it, then you're holding up the whole crew, and you know, every, and then you're, then it's more pressure. But yeah, he sends it. He doesn't bring it. He has the um, one of the ads, you know, come in and bring it and go. Yeah, yeah. There's some new lines, and it's like a page of just. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. There's no, I, I sh oh my god, I have 20. There's no way. There's no way. And then as you go down the line, you're going, hey, none of these, these aren't words. I started making up words. <laughs> so I, I think that, uh, and 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 Colin, who's actually, uh, you know, smart and knows all this science stuff, never gets any of that stuff. All I have to do is go. What? Huh? Right. <laughs> like, I'll have a whole page of dialogue, and every once in a while in there, he go, yeah, yeah. As an actor, um, uh, I, think, I, think, I think you have a responsibility to um, understand what the writers have put down on the page. And it is, it is our job to... <laughs> It's, 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 when I say understand what's been put down on the page, what I mean is uh, a writer is, is, is telling a very clear story and it is the, um, it's, it's the actor's responsibility to attach the, the right intention to each beat in a scene. And uh, when, as an actor, you understand what each piece is about and what everybody is doing, then it becomes very natural and it becomes a very natural conversation when you know what your character wants out of a scene or why your character is trying to stop the other character from getting what they want in the scene. Everything makes sense. When I work on Big Bang Theory, they describe it as the music of the scene. And if you were listening to a song and all of a sudden something came out that just didn't fit there at all, then uh, it, would, it would throw you out of the scene. 
and, and, and it wouldn't make sense. And if we ever ran into trouble on Eureka, it would be because something, you know, maybe got held over from an older revision or, or somebody didn't understand what was going on in, in, in the scene. And we would get to that point and it was like, well, we were playing this great rock steady ska song and now we're playing death metal. This isn't right. <clears throat> So when things make sense and you do your homework and just understand what it is you're doing, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. then you commit to it. It comes out. So, okay. So what are you saying? I'm not talking are about technical. Are you saying that I don't understand? I mean, I don't understand what I'm saying. Um, but no. Technical dialogue I, is saying. no. Technical dialogue is different. Technical dialogue is something that someone made up that doesn't mean anything at all. And it generally doesn't have a real strong emotional connection to the scene, and it doesn't have a real strong emotional connection to the character. So unless you uh, are like a super nerd, um, uh, which I'm fairly certain Sally is not, um, then it's just like, it's stuff that just doesn't, it doesn't have any inherent meaning. But Joe Morden uh, would always say, well, you Henry, he would always say, well, you, did you look that up? Did you, I said, I've got 20, you know, no. <laughs> I got eight pages. I just want to make sure I'm saying it right. I kind of have an idea of what this scene is about, and I'm pretty sure it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Which is about. why she got so <laughs> mad at me when I, when I wrote that monologue, because, you know, I actually had it make sense for about the first two-thirds, and it was like a whole page, you know, so it's, you know, yeah, we got to deal with, you know, you know this, uh, this diode, we got to put that in there, and, you know, uniformitarianism of the situation, and then, you know, that to the, to the power of 11D, and, you know, she's like, finally she's like, wait a minute, that's not a word. You know, it called me up and was so mad at me. <laughs> Next. Yeah. Okay. We've got time for just a couple more. How do you get along on the show, Eureka? How do we get along? Mm. Yeah, just, yeah, just like this. Just what I makes your friends? Oh, oh. Well, it's like a family. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a family. Um, I think, you know, like, like a family, there's all sorts of, of uh, I talked about this yesterday, I, I think, in a panel for those who were there. Um, everybody has flaws and things that they don't do well and things that drive everybody crazy. And mm -hmm. um, the great thing about a show is when you're locked working 16 hours a day, you get to see everybody at their best and you get to see them at their worst. And it's in accepting them when they're at their worst that you actually are able to accept yourself at your worst. Um, and that's when the family really becomes tight, when you, when you understand what everybody is. And you're like, and yeah, and yet, you know what? We get our day done. And we make it through everything. There's a huge pride in that. Um, and that's what works for me. Colin, that was beautiful. And now I remember you at the house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these guys, um, especially when you're shooting on set, I mean, the writers spend 10 hours a day with each other. But when you're on set, the cast and the crew um, and the producers, that's 14, 16 hours between hair and makeup when you start shooting. And you spend more time with them than with our families a lot. So um, ideally, people do get along. And this has been an amazing group they have. Yeah. Hello, my name is Deborah. Um, I was wondering, you come here, and we all ask you a bunch of questions about what you do and what you like and what you've done. If you had questions for any of us, if you're ever curious about us, what would you ask the fans who come to the see you? The gentleman in the eighth row, I've actually been thinking about this <laughs> since we walked in. Oh yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, uh, the hard bit is to get to know people, uh, you know, in a, in a forum like this, but you try to take your, your opportunity um, when you do meet people and, and get to know them a little bit. So it's sort of site specific for me, you know, do I have a generic question? Um, I wish I did. Like the, um... uh, I do. I'd like to know, uh, you were supposed to bring me a, an IPA, and it hasn't arrived yet, and I'm just wondering where it is. <laughs> me? What? Oh, now I've done it. I've unleashed the hounds. There it is. Awesome. Um, yeah. Um... I think I like um, it, what's been an amazing experience, I think, and I had one today actually with Bucks right here, who I was talking about earlier with Harmony, is that hearing um, what the show is actually meant to people. Um, that, you know, they have a tradition of watching father and daughter together, and, and it happened at, a, at sort of a, a really dark time in their life when their house had burned down, and it was a bonding experience. And 
I've had a lot of people who have um, told me this is a show I get to watch with my, my, my daughter and my dad, and you know, you get multiple generations of family, and we don't really have a lot of family shows anymore. Um, so it wasn't by any real intention of ours to, to create one, but it kind of evolved into that. And um, if it's touched any of you guys and, and made you closer to your own families in some small way, then that's the best thing ever. That's the best. And I just, I say today, this is my first con, and today I met um, a woman who served in Iraq, and she watched Eureka on the plane from Los Angeles to Baghdad, and continued watching Eureka in Baghdad, and it made her 10-month tour there so much better. And that's what it's all about. So thank you for creating the show that changed people's lives. Thank you guys, seriously, for keeping this around. It's been an amazing gift. It's just such a privilege to get to do what we do, and we can't do it without you guys. So thanks. Hi. I just wanted to know, how do you feel that you were like or unlike your characters on Eureka, and how are you going to feel leaving them behind when the show's over? Um, what, I, what I love most is, you know, you do a character for years and years and years, you get um, really comfortable in that character's skin, and that level of familiarity is something that you don't ditch when you go on to your next role. You insist on it in, in uh, your, your heart, um, and uh, so that's what I get to bring with me from the character is I'll never again want to do something that, isn't, that doesn't feel really, really true. Because ultimately, you, you become your character in a lot of different ways. You sort of feel what it's like to really know a character. So that's, that's what I'll bring. Um, I think uh, Allison has become, uh, mirrors my life a lot. I'm, I'm, I have a, a son and a daughter. Uh, I feel that Allison was, uh, we're very much alike, sort of, strong and um, I've become more t gentle and tender through the years. <laughs> that usually was my note the first few years. Can you just be a little softer? <laughs> I guess I had a lot of edge. Um, and I, uh, and you know, I think that, you know, having to, to be, have a love life and children and run a company, it's pretty much kind of like my life. So I thought that Ellison was uh, really close to who I am. Oh, same with Beverly. <laughs> I kidnap people. <laughs> I make poisonous teas. Um, but she has better hair and a much better walk than I do. It's a lot of fun to be Dr. Parrish because he's, he's such a jerk. And, and, you know, for me having to justify why he's a jerk just to, to come up with reasons that that's normal and okay for him, that he really thinks he's the smartest person in the room and why can't everyone else just understand that and listen to him? And uh, I, that is the polar opposite from me. Uh, if I ever find myself in a room where I feel like I'm the smartest or, or, or near the smartest, I get into a new room because it's the only way that you keep learning. It's the only way that you keep changing and growing. And, um, you know, I, uh, I, 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 have, I have dedicated uh, much of, of the last uh, five years of my life um, to, to telling people to be awesome and be honorable and be honest and, and don't be crappy to people. And uh, uh, that is the, that, that's, not, uh, that's not Dr. Parrish at all. <laughs> you know, Dr. Parrish is just like, do whatever it takes to get to the top. Because why, Dr. Parrish? Because then you're at the top, stupid. <laughs> so, um, so I will miss playing him because it was fun uh, to, to be sort of like a real life troll. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, but I'm I you know I'm I'm I am hopeful that whatever comes along next um, that that maybe it's a, a character who you don't really love to hate like most of the things I've done for the last few years. Thank you. <laughs> We've got time for about one more. Oh. Hi, I'm Allie. I met you guys yesterday. Hey, hello. Um, hi. Um, so I had a, I was really curious. Other than your characters, what other characters do you guys like and why? Like, not you at all. Like, not your character. Who else? You mean like on the show? Yeah. Right. Um, well, Fargo. Yeah, I mean, Fargo's that, that's... Fargo's my favorite, too. Yeah. I mean, he's so fun. He's such an idiot. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's like, you know, and Neil plays him just with this sort of uh, emotional abandon, uh, which I think is really admirable. 
Um, and so he's, he's and probably Goche, uh, Vincent. I think he plays that character, which could be so, it could be such a wallflower of a character, and he plays it with such integrity every time he comes in that I'm, I sort of tip my hat to his acting ability. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Kevin as Deputy Andy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I am just, I am over the moon for him. I absolutely love him. And uh, uh, Kevin is, is such an awesome person to be around on the set, and he's so much fun that he really embodies that just, that goodness that, uh, that Andy has. And uh, I just... I, I love watching him work. And he was so terrifying in the opening of the season. Did you guys see him? Like, yeah. he's scary. Yeah. Matrix Andy. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Well, let's, uh, let's give it up for the, the, the cast of Eureka here, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Um, if you guys have... No way. Seriously? No way.